Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Excuse me, officer. Uh, someone stole my monkey, and I was wondering if you could help me find it. So an investigation has been now uh, turned over to the North St. Paul, Minnesota Police Department. And they are looking for the missing monkey named Coco Chanel. If you have information, call 651-767-0640 or you can submit tips online. The monkey's owner, Zori Stewart, is offering a cash reward for information that leads to her primate pet. Now, she originally said that, hey, I went into this store, this Cub Foods in Maplewood, and when I returned to my car, uh, the monkey and its pink carrier were missing. Oh, okay. Well, now the owner says, yeah, you know what? Uh, It was taken from my home. Well, I didn't have it in my car with me. And, uh, you know, it was somebody stole it from my home. Oh, oh, okay. So... I thought it was illegal to own a regulated animal in Minnesota like that. Yeah, well, I normally don't keep the monkey with me. It stays with family in Wisconsin where the pets are allowed. Oh, okay. So if you could help me find my capuchin monkey. I think it's capuchin, right? I most definitely know it's not. Amorphophallus. Yeah, no, it's... uh, Capuchin. Yeah, Capuchin monkey. I would venture to say that uh, she killed the monkey or the monkey died in her care. And now she's just trying to cover it up for the people back in Wisconsin saying, hey, somebody took it. I bet you that uh, this primate is uh, buried in the backyard. That's just uh, chewing the fat, you know, theory on what happened to Coco Chanel, the missing primate in Minnesota. So do I do I want that to have happened? No, but I'm willing to bet a lot of money that uh, you know your money of course, not mine, that this monkey was uh was uh killed. And maybe not killed, maybe just died. I mean, I've had animals die in my care before. I know. I've talked about that story before. It's a tough thing to tell the owner that hey, you know that uh you know that animal? I had a bird that passed away. Came home and that bird was beak to the sky at the bottom of the cage. And I was it was devastating to tell the owner, hey, you know, I know you entrusted me with the care of your, your bird, but uh, the bird died. But I didn't say that it was stolen. So I bet you, I'm just, I just would, I'm willing to bet your money that this monkey is dead. Just a chewing the fat theory. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. This is why when you're given the wrong lotto ticket or the long, wrong lottery ticket, anyway, you take it. Because you never know what could happen. Laquidra Edwards in California puts $40 into a lottery scratchers vending machine. And uh, some rude person, and they're calling this person some rude person in the story, bumped into her. And she pushed the wrong button on the machine. And that meant that she bought a $30, 200-time scratchers ticket. And she was annoyed at spending most of her money on a ticket she didn't even want. She went ahead and scratched the ticket inside her car and discovered she was the winner. 
Yes. She said she didn't believe it at first. I got on the 405. I kept looking down at the ticket. I almost crashed my car. I pulled over, looked at it again, scanned it with my California Lottery mobile app, and just kept thinking, this can't be right. Congratulations to Lacridua for winning $10 million. That's a good day. That's a good day. She said that she intends to use her cash prize to buy a house and start a nonprofit organization. Good for you. And the store gets, uh, you know, 50 grand for selling the winning ticket. So congratulations to Laquidra Edwards. Laquidra? The L-A-Q-U-E-D-R-A. Amorphophallus. Edwards for winning $10 million on the wrong ticket. So uh, you got to love that. So those of you in Florida along the East Coast and in South Carolina know that uh, the flags were flying uh, on the beaches saying that there were dangerous animals in the water. So uh, I guess and I guess they have these purple flags that fly. I've never seen them fly. Although I wasn't on the East Coast that much when I lived in Florida. I was mostly on the West Coast. But I don't remember purple flags flying to let you know that uh, dangerous marine life is in the water. But that's what happens. So lifeguards flew the purple flags because, no, not sharks, silly. The Portuguese men of war are floating along the beaches there in South Florida and South Carolina. You don't want to be stung by a Portuguese man of war. They're one of the most toxic animals in the world. So the float, you know, they look, it's like this big blue water line, big blue balloon above the water. And apparently they're not going to kill you, but it's going to be painful and it's going to be very uncomfortable and itchy for a while. And of course, you know, if you have an allergic reaction, it can be fatal, but apparently most people do not have that. Uh, The venomous barbs, paralyze a fish that brushes against the tentacles and the man of war then pulls the fish into its stomach uh it doesn't sound fun now what's what i find interesting about this and i've never actually seen a man of war in the water or on the beach their tentacles are either three feet to a hundred feet long (laughs) i mean you gotta be a little careful uh, wear some shoes. Don't go in the water. Don't let your dog sniff around as you're walking the beach. And apparently, and I, I, isn't that what you pee on? If you just pee on the stings, you're fine. No, that's not it. No, apparently, uh, you spray or pour vinegar on the on the wound where they stung you, which helps deactivate the active firing cells. You take a, like a credit card and scrape the skin. And it removes the stinging cells that haven't fired yet. And then you soak the affected skin in warm, almost hot water. And the heat helps destroy the stinging cells that have not fired yet. And then you have to put some antihistamine on for the itching. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to itch and hurt for a few days. So I was thinking, man, I thought you were supposed to pee on that. Well, that was the jellyfish uh, plan. To If you got you know stung by a jellyfish, you need to have somebody pee on the wound Uh, apparently that's not true (laughs) Uh, apparently that is not true i actually the urine can aggravate the stinging cells and could uh still be on your skin so uh would it would release more venom 
and cause more pain. So you don't want to do that. You got vinegar, baking soda, some lemon juice, maybe some shaving cream, meat tenderizer. And who doesn't carry that to the beach with them? (laughs) So beware if you're out on the beaches in South Carolina or Florida along the uh, the treasure coast the uh, men of war the reason that's why the purple flags are flying because the portuguese men of war are floating around waiting to attack so if you're still stuck in florida or south carolina because you were there for spring break and your vacation and you wanted to get the heck out of there and your flight was canceled uh, like uh, hundreds of flights that were canceled this weekend. I guess JetBlue and Spirit Airlines decided, yeah, you know what? Uh, There's some bad weather. We've got some staffing issues. We're just going to cancel them. Don't worry about it. You can just, you know, you can figure it out. We'll try to help you out if we can, but, you know, don't worry about it. We're sorry. Go to the beach. Watch out for the old Portuguese man of war. (laughs) I mean, people have been complaining The one tweet I saw was uh, at JetBlue. Okay, so my wife and I had a flight cancellation without reason. We're being put on a flight to go home two days from now instead of tomorrow. It's costing us an extended hotel stay where our room is already booked. We can't even get in touch with JetBlue for three hours. Huh. Isn't it? Is it JetBlue that's buying Spirit? You know, they're all, they're trying to merge with each other. So it'll just be one company canceling flights instead of two. So good times. Good, good times trying to fly around the country. Yeah, um, you know, we had some staffing issues. And, of course, there's bad weather. So, you know, just wait at the airport or get out and walk on the beach and watch out for those Portuguese men of war. And we'll try to get you out of wherever you need to get out of whenever we can. Okay? Wow, that is not fun. I sure hope our tax dollars keep subsidizing those airlines, though, because they're on your side. They, in fact, are so much on your side that they're now going to start bussing you from airport to airport. (laughs) I saw where American Airlines is now launching their ground transportation between Philly and two local airports. That's going to start happening around the country. I promise you that. So beginning in June, they're going to offer passengers round trip transportation from Philadelphia to Lehigh Valley International Airport in Allentown and Atlantic City International Airport in New Jersey. They're partnering with the Minnesota Airport Shuttle Company, Landline. Uh, Okay, great. So now, we can't get you a plane. But hey, we got a bus outside. Just hop on the bus and it'll be cheaper than the flight you already paid for. So are you going to pick up the tab If the flight is canceled and you put us on a bus, yeah, we'd like to, but no, it's a separate deal we have. So we'll have to charge you for that. And then the airline ticket, you'll be either reimbursed or you'll be able to use it again in the future. But right now, if you want to get there, you can hop on the bus. It's waiting right now outside. Just hop on for, you know, an extra hundred bucks or whatever they're going to charge you. So be ready for that because that's coming soon around America. I can guarantee you that. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. Mm. <sighs> so good. <sighs> so I see that uh, Twitter is uh, back at it again. They banned uh, Juanita Broadwick 
uh, the uh, Bill Clinton rape accuser. Uh, not anything over about uh, her talks about being raped by Bill Clinton, but of course her COVID-19 vaccine tweets. Yeah, uh, they were pre- potentially harmful COVID-19 information and they were misleading and we can't have that. <laughs> not on Twitter. That, that can't happen. Okay. It's been, uh, you're violating the policy and uh, we're not going to, we're not going to do anything about, uh, about that. Well, we are going to do something about that. We're going to ban you from the platform. Although I see where, uh, the, uh, environmental people, ad busters were tweeting about how to, uh, organize, uh, people to wedge gravel in the tire valves of the SUVs so that the tires would be flat and people couldn't drive on them and would have to walk away. Those tweets are still good though. So don't worry about that. Don't, (laughs) don't you dare tweet anything about COVID-19 that, uh, could be misleading. Don't do that, but it's okay. If you talk about, you know, harming people's vehicles and committing a crime, an actual crime, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, don't forget. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR, uh, Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher radio, Facebook, uh, Jeff Fisher radio. And I'm on other platforms as well. You can follow me there too. We also got news that, uh, we talked about how Elon was going to join the board of Twitter. Well, no, not so fast. Uh, no, he's not going to. Wait, what? Yeah, they said that he's not going to join our board. Uh, the board and I had many discussions. This tweet from a Parag. Uh, he uh, said, uh, we're excited to collaborate and clear and clear about the risks. We also believe that having Elon as a fiduciary of the company where he, like all board members, have to act in the best interests of the company and all our shareholders was the best path forward. Well, no, not really. Elon was like, no, I don't want to be on the board and not be able to say bad things about the company. Plus, I think that uh, while he was on the board, he couldn't own more than 14% of the stock. Right? I'm pretty sure he, he he probably has that much now, but at the time he has 9% percent 9.2 percent of the stock but what's really strange about this too is it talked about how instead of going through the process of joining the bar or joining the board he said that he would have to go through a background check and formal acceptance so he was going to have to fight the board and go through a background check just to sit on the board i know that he wants to own a bunch more of uh, twitter of the stock and wants to be able to say bad things about it which he couldn't do if he was on the board but uh, maybe we don't want to take that background check maybe elon has an issue with that old background check i don't know it's just me thinking out loud for sure, he wants to be able to badmouth Twitter, right? I mean, he's asking questions on Twitter all the time. And he said over the weekend that, uh, you know, he thinks that their headquarters should be turned into a homeless shelter because nobody goes there. <laughs> They've got sweet offices, too. So I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, he won't be able to do that if he gets up on the board. I see also what happened on Friday. We got the news after, uh, after chewing the fat was, uh, was recorded. Uh, Will Smith banned from the Academy of motion pictures and arts and sciences events for 10 years. So, I mean, he already quit you. He already said, we'll talk to you later. Have a nice day. I don't want to be a part of you. We don't care. We're still going to ban you. Will that's it. 
Okay, so we'll see. I think this hurt Will big, man. Uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, times are going to be a struggle for Will Smith in the next few years. Man, I don't know how he's going to survive out of the hundreds of millions of dollars that he's worth. How much is Will Smith worth right now? Got to be worth four or five hundred million, right? Let's check in on the internet. The internet claims that his net worth is three hundred and fifty million dollars. So the internet is never wrong. And with his lifestyle, that's going to burn fast. So he better get himself squared away because <laughs> he's going to want to continue to work. I know, you know, the wife, Jada, was still doing her uh, tablecloth show, but I doubt that it's making as much money as Will was pulling down for movies. So get yourself together, Will. And I see where Chris Rock isn't even talking about it at his shows. I mean, the whole point that his show tickets were going up in price and people were wanting to come and see the show now more than ever was because they were hoping that he was going to talk about this. And I, you know, I get, I guess, why he wouldn't want to talk about it, but he took the stage the other night and said that, uh, I'm not talking about it until I get paid. Life is good. I got my hearing back. Yeah, well, uh, you're getting paid. People are paying to see you, and that's part of your life. And I know you're making jokes about everybody else, but not to make a joke about this, kind of strange. But that's what he said. So if you paid a whole bunch of extra money to see Chris Rock because you wanted him to talk about the Will Smith slap, that's not going to happen. Now, he's worth seeing. He's a funny man, and he does some great bits, and he's got some great thoughts on things. But... That's kind of strange that he wouldn't talk. It's like going to see a rock band and uh, we're not going to play our new song for you. We know you love it and it's a big hit, but we're not going to do it because uh, we want to play our older stuff. Really? All right, fine. Go ahead. So Friday morning uh, during the Pat on Lee show, uh, we talked about how J-Lo and Ben... Affleck were together and you know they were uh, you know a couple again and uh, you know Benifer was all back again well Friday night uh, taking to her on the JLo newsletter which I mean who doesn't subscribe to the on the JLo newsletter uh, she shared the news of her latest engagement ring. So they're engaged. Jennifer's uh, 8.5 carat natural green diamond center stone. <laughs> uh, it's only worth somewhere between 5 and probably more than $10 million. So that's a nice ring. That's a beautiful ring. Remember the ring he gave her last time? was um, a pink diamond from Harry Winston. And she said it was the most magnificent thing she'd magnificent. I can't speak. Magnific. I can't. Magnif. Amorphophallus. Thing she'd ever seen. And that was a 6.1 pink, 6.1 carat pink diamond. And that wasn't even, I mean, what was that? One point, I don't know, a couple million. I don't know what that one was worth. And the A-Rod ring that he gave JLo for their engagement was a 16 karat emerald cut diamond worth 1.8 million. <laughs> she spits on that. That's she's given that to a homeless person. <laughs> she's got the green diamond from Ben. Now that's worth 10 million dollars. 
I mean, maybe Ben got a deal and uh, spent five on it. Still, though, <laughs> uh, that's a lot of money for a ring. But you know what? You can't put you can't put a price on love, right? I mean, you've got the ten million dollar ring. You've got the beautiful new house, the new Bel Air home that they spent fifty million on. That they got well, they got a deal on that too, because uh, that was originally like uh, I don't know sixty five million. And they got it for $50 million. So the money he saved on the house, he bought the ring. Nice. Good thinking, Ben. So I did end up watching quite a bit of the Masters this weekend. Because, you know, I wanted to see how Tiger would do. And he looked pretty good. Uh, after day one, we talked about that. And then after day two, uh, you know, Saturday was a tough day for the Tiger. And so was Sunday. He ended up in 47th place out of the top 50, which, uh, you know, not that great. It was, you know, obviously, oh, it's good that he did it and he went the distance and it was in a lot of pain. It was wonderful. Yes, it was. And it was great to see him out there. But I would have liked to have seen him do a little bit better on the old golf course. Now, the big money, though, the Masters prize money, uh, not bad. Not bad at all. So, my man who won the Masters, Scotty Scheffler, uh, gets $2.7 million. Not bad. Uh, the prize uh, pile was the purse was $15 million this year. Second place. Uh, goes uh, for to 1.62 million and third place still gets over a million at 1.2 million and then you you know break down the list and you go all the way down to uh, my man Tiger Woods at 47th place takes home 43,500 dollars now that's not bad uh, you know I could use an extra 43,500 dollars and so I'm sure you could as well. But who couldn't really, but it's a far cry from a couple of million and it's a far cry from what he needs to the upkeep of that houses of the hoity toity. I mean, Tiger's got a $41 million mansion out there on the old Jupiter Island in Florida. And, uh, I'm sure 43, five that maybe pays for the shrubbery. <laughs> that might pay for a month of upkeep. Maybe, uh, he's got, uh, two sections of this house it's beautiful too man he's got uh, one section 3300 square foot living quarters and the other 6400 square foot multi-purpose building and he's got uh, an oxygen therapy room the private cinema room state-of-the-art gym and game rooms i mean he built this after his divorce so this is just his uh, his place it's gorgeous and you know look Forty-one million uh, for the place, and uh, he made forty-three thousand five hundred dollars this past three or four days. He probably spent that on the jet flying from Jupiter to Augusta. <laughs> it was more about showing up and doing the gig. But congratulations to uh, Tiger Woods for uh, you know competing and finishing the Masters and making the cut in the top fifty. And taking home $43,500. New shrubbery around the garage. 
as long as we're in the houses of the hoity-toity, I see Ellen sold uh, the house that she bought six months ago. She bought the place in Montecito, the one place in, in Montecito, for $12 million. They just sold it, her and uh, the wife, Porta, for $13.9 million, so they made a profit. But they still have, and this one was, uh, you know, three-bedroom, four-bath, 4,780 square feet. Uh, you know, it's got it's a nice place. It's got wine storage, treatment room, billiards area, open format eating kitchen, and a separate studio space that could easily be used as a guest house or a gym. The primary bedroom was marble bathroom and an outdoor shower, and the two bedrooms each have a wing on opposite sides of the living space. They are black casement doors and windows throughout the home. It was built in 2018. Now, they also... <laughs> The private garden and the fountains and the lush botanicals. Uh, that was, uh, they, they sold that for $13.9 million. Now, they also purchased the 12,000 square foot place in Montecito. So they must have been out for a walk and said, oh, let's get that place. I like that one. That one cost them $21 million. Oh, okay. I mean, they got a deal on that because they were asking $35 million for that place. So they said, you know what? We'll give you $21 million. Oh, okay, no problem. Plus, they own a $14.3 million ranch as well as another small cottage in Montecito, the same neighborhood. So that's if they get mad. If they get into a fight, they can one of them can go over to the cottage and stay there. <laughs> You're not staying here tonight. Go to the cottage, bitch. You know that's what that place is for. And I see where Steve Wynn is looking. He's slashing the price of his Beverly Hills estate. What is happening? I mean, he dropped it down another 15 million bucks on his Beverly Hills property. He can't sell it. I mean, wow, Steve, let it go, man. So he's selling his place in Vegas for 24.5 million. That's a pretty sweet place too, man. That's 15,000 square feet, art room, crystal staircase, silk carpets, marble pillars. <laughs> I bet it's freaking nice. Six bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, a little over an acre. Nice, on a course. And he bought it for $13 million, So he's got it up for $25 million or $24.5 million. So he's trying to make a, we'll make a little money on that. But his Beverly Hills plays... That was listed, I mean, at uh, over a hundred million. I mean, that was a hundred, at least a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty million. It's now priced at, I think, a hundred and fifteen, maybe a hundred and ten million. So you could probably get into that for ninety-five million. Where's Adele? What's Adele doing? Why isn't she buying? Uh, why isn't she buying Wynn's place in Beverly Hills? <laughs> she needs another place, and she could probably walk in to Steve and say, "Hey, dude." I'll give you 80 million cash right now and uh, you can have it. Steve would probably take it. <laughs> oh, and we have some breaking news too. The uh, world's top 10 busiest airports for passenger traffic in 2021 was just released. And the number one airport, the busiest airport for passenger traffic in 2021, Atlanta, Georgia, reclaims the number one spot, up 76% from 2020. Now, of course, these are, you know, post-pandemic numbers, 75.7 million passengers. DFW coming in at number two with 62.5 million passengers. 
up 59%. And I will say that, how much, what does that mean going through the tolls? You can barely drive past DFW without getting charged money. So they are raking in the cash, man. If they're charging you, I think it's, I I don't know, I I haven't been to the airport in a while, so I, I don't recall exactly how much they're charging you to go through the, go through the toll. But let's say half of that, even a quarter of that, you're looking at 20 million cars going through those tolls at what two bucks a pop probably more five bucks a pop yeah that's not bad for the old dfw airport number three denver then chicago then los angeles then charlotte then orlando then guangzhou and shangdo uh so you know there <laughs> you get uh, you get a little bit of you get china still hanging in there on the top 10 but really the pandemic is kind of hurt those big airports uh, Guangzhou and Shandu and then coming in at number 10 Las Vegas Nevada with 39.8 million passengers up 79% wow so all of these airports uh, in the US were up in the 70s up uh, gained 70 over 70% uptick China was in the what was Guangzhou oh yeah down down 8% and Shengdu uh, was down 1.5% from 2020. So anyway, congratulations to uh, Atlanta and uh, DFW for coming in one and two uh, as the busiest airports for passenger traffic in 2021. I mean, last year it was all China man uh seven of the top 10 was all china no more not after this year america's back baby america is back and this time she's pissed So I see where South Carolina has set the uh, execution date for Richard Moore, a 57-year-old man who has spent more than two decades on death row after he was convicted of killing a convenience store clerk. You know, I okay, this story is a two-folded thing. So he can either, you know, South Carolina now has the firing squad. So if they can't find the drugs for the lethal injection, yeah, you know, we'll just give you the firing squad. I guess you can choose... Uh, I don't know if you get to say uh, if you can if you say I don't want the firing squad. Do they just put you back on the on the death row, or do they just say nope? You get to choose if we've got both, but if we only have one, yeah, and they get the one, and that'd be the firing squad. So we'll see. Remember we talked about how they built uh, they had to renovate the death chamber, and they got that, and they got the firing squad, and how they're going to go about doing it, and they use three people and they all have live ammo and they aim at the heart and all of that stuff we talked all about that but you know richard moore has exhausted all his federal appeals and now and the state supreme court has denied another appeal this week now i am you know i support the death penalty i i have in the past and i'm not really wavering my support of the death penalty but i will say that this case does seem we've gone over you know the people on death row or the federal death row inmates and the horrific crimes that they've committed and this guy i really felt like his crime while it's murder and you know okay i got you life for a life but he didn't seem in today's world his crime doesn't seem to reach 
the death row line. Although they all, he's gone through all the appeals and it's all good. And, you know, he's everything has happened. But you know, the story of talking about how he entered the store looking for money to support his habit. He got into a dispute with uh, the the guy he killed and drew a pistol. More wrestled away from him. Uh, the guy pulled a second gun from the store. A gunfight ensued. Mahoney shot Moore in the arm, and Moore shot Mahoney in the chest. All right, and then Moore left a trail of blood through the store as he looked for cash, stepping over Mahoney twice. And at the time, Moore claimed that he acted in self-defense after Mahoney drew the first gun. So they believe that this doesn't rise. You know, his supporters believe that this crime didn't rise to the level of uh, you know death penalty cases, but you know. He went through everything, and uh, so now he's going to go down. And uh, well, they had the last time they executed someone was in two thousand eight. So it could happen by April 29th, baby. Uh, we'll see if it actually happens. It'll be interesting to see if they can get the the drugs or not. Um, and then maybe they won't be able to. Maybe the drug companies will be like, "No, you know what? You got the firing squad now. We're not going to give you the drugs." So we'll see what happens there. We have plenty of uh, plenty of stories under uh, who died today. Who died today? First, we have to say Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback uh, died in Florida uh, this weekend. He was 24 years of age, and he had you know obviously the the line is you know you have your whole life in front of you, and you know the Pittsburgh Steelers and his teammates and other NFL players are devastated, and of course they should be. However, I want to ask a question. Okay, he was hit by a dump truck near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, uh, he was walking on a limited access highway expressway. For unknown reasons, around 6.37 a.m., the Florida Highway Patrol said he was attempting to cross westbound lanes on Interstate 595 when he was hit by a dump truck. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, Sad. Horrific. They said that the live feed cameras near the scene... There were live feed cameras, but the footage is not recorded and that the dump truck driver stayed on the scene following the accident and no arrests have been made. Wow. So it's very sad. And I mean, he was, uh, you know, the Steelers of the development QB. He didn't see any action last year. He was in Florida training with other skill position players. And so it's very sad. Everybody's devastated. No question about it. But... What are you doing? Walking on the interstate. You don't deserve to be hit by a dump truck. Absolutely not. Just what are you doing? Wandering out on the interstate. Trying to cross that bad boy in front of a dump truck. Just seems like normally. And I, you know, this, look, there's probably stories out there where this is not true. But I would say 99.9% of the time, dump truck versus human human loses that's just you know i don't know that for a fact i'm just i'm just saying that in my world dump truck versus human human loses so rest in peace Dwayne haskins uh pittsburgh steeler qb dead at the age of 24 staying in florida we have a florida teen who is uh 
been arrested because he and his buddy put bulletproof vests on and were shooting each other. And yeah, he shot his friend. So, you know, what are you going to (laughs) do? I mean, guys, what are you doing? Okay. So he rushed to the hospital. He didn't survive the shooting. So his pal, I just real. they were playing a game. They deliberately shot each other in the torso while wearing vest. You know, the vest, obviously they're wearing bulletproof vest. So you're supposed to, you know, block the bullets. Oh, okay. Now the problem is, is that, uh, they misled officials with inaccurate information. You can't lie, man. If you start lying and stuff like that, that gets you in big trouble. The other, I mean, you're in trouble anyway for uh you know shooting at each other (laughs) but he's going to be charged with aggravated manslaughter of a child using a firearm because he was you know 17 years old and but so was the guy that shot him 17 years old it's tough to convict somebody of that i mean can you convict him of being dumb yeah you can definitely convict him of being dumb but i mean i think i feel like we've like we hear these stories from time to time uh, where people think, oh, I got a vest on, go ahead, shoot me. Um, that really, that's not a good thing. You can, you can quote me on that, okay? Even if you have a bulletproof vest on, getting shot uh, is not a good thing, even with that vest on. And this proves my case. So rest in peace, 17-year-old teen, dead from a gunshot wound while wearing a protective vest. Oh, I said they were both 17. Yeah, the two people being charged, the two friends that were 17 are being charged as adults for their crimes. The guy, the kid that died was 16. Now, I, you know, we'll see how it goes, how it plays out. But it just seems, I mean, there are three goofball friends doing stupid things. They certainly didn't mean for their friend to be killed. Uh that's sad all the way around, but rest in peace, 16-year-old Christopher Leroy Braun. Uh, you most definitely did not deserve to die, but you were dumb playing the, hey, I'm wearing a bulletproof vest, shoot me game. And then I received this email. We're going to stick on who died today uh, segment uh, here on uh, Chewing the Fat. If you're listening live or listening uh, to a recording not live, uh, today's date is the 11th of April, 2022. This email, good morning, Jeff. You missed that Bill Freeze, a.k.a. C.W. McCall, died over the weekend, best known for the song you played part of during your trucker's show when you took Pat's place, Convoy. I listen every day to your show. is the best. Thanks, Robert. Well, first of all, Robert, back off me, okay? I'm sorry that I missed that Bill died. I am actually. I don't know how I missed it. I was very sad. C.W. McCall, dead at 93 years of age. He died on April 1st. So is it true? I don't know. Could it be an April Fool's joke? Does a 93-year-old man with cancer (laughs) pull an April Fool's joke? Just tell him I'm dead. (laughs) Probably not. So it's probably true. So rest in peace, uh, Mr. Freeze, C.W. McCall. I mean, he's the guy... He, I mean, he was in TV commercials and he was uh, writing jingles and he did all kinds of uh, stupid songs and jingles for TV stations throughout the years. But, uh, you know, his 
obviously his biggest hit was uh convoy and i mean they did the stupid tv show or movie film with uh, chris christopherson and ali mcgraw and uh <laughs> and so i mean with convoy it was an international hit it topped the u.s country and mainstream charts and reached number two in the uk and you know i mean i i love it it had the cb talk and the pig pen and rubber duck and you know the bear in the air uh obviously which was a police helicopter and uh, they talked about how they were los angeles shaky town you know, I mean, cities all have their names. You know, Fort Worth is Cowtown, Tampa is Cigar City. I mean, you got to know the words, man. You got to know the got to know the uh, the CB lingo. And uh, so, uh, and he would uh, decently. He was uh, really all fired up for the Freedom Convoy. He was back in it for the truckers because that was the deal of uh, Convoy. It was because the gas prices were so high, and he was pissed. And so were the truckers. They were all pissed. And he said that they got uh, the movie came out after Smokey and the Bandit. And uh, Smokey and the Bandit obviously got all the attention as far as the CB radio thing. And, you know, obviously the maybe the movie Smokey and the Bandit, while not perhaps an Academy Award winning movie, was even better than Convoy with Chris Christopherson and Ally McGraw. It's possible. Uh, you know, Bert and Sally with the Trans Am, <laughs> the Smokey and the Bandit, uh, was awesome. And of course they had, uh, my main man, Jackie Gleason as the sheriff. I mean, that was, that was top notch, top notch movie, <laughs> but it still doesn't, you know, hold up to the, uh, to the death of Bill Freeze and, uh, rest in peace, Bill. I'm sorry that I missed your uh, original death announcement uh, on the 1st of April 2022 uh, dead at the age of 93 of cancer and I, I don't know that I can make it through the whole song but I will leave you with a little C.W. McCall about it. Everybody, convoy. Very <laughs> intense up here. I don't know if I can make it another three minutes.
the smell he was heading for hell and the devil was dirty lying. I can't do it. Just I can't do it. I can't. You have to find it yourself. You'll have to find it yourself, okay? Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll tweet it today at JeffyJFR on Twitter. I'll tweet it today. And just remember, I didn't. I forgot about uh, them mentioning Taco Town in the song, too. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you don't know, I, apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently uh, in CB jargon uh taco town is corpus christi texas why didn't i know that sad so rest in peace bill freeze jr who created the character of cw mccall for the bozell and jacobs advertising agency in omaha nebraska to promote the mets baking company's old home bread rest in peace dead at the age of 93 Hopefully he broke the gate doing 98, saying, let those truckers roll, 10-4. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.